business meeting this month. Okay? Uh, turn with me to Luke, the 18th chapter, if you would. Let's stand as we honor God's Word by standing. Luke, the 18th chapter. And I'm going to begin reading in the 18th verse. And I want you to listen to these as we read it. Now, here again, uh, the Bible, when, when, when Jesus is purposely talking to someone, you usually see this in a certain ruler, verse 18. And, and Jesus knew who he was talking to. He knew what his response would be. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew what he was. So let's read it now after we understand that. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Now, Jesus wouldn't have said that if he'd have been a saved man. Jesus said that because he's a legalist, and we're, we're going to see that in a little while. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, that's, that's a legalist, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. And when Jesus heard this, these things, he said unto him, yet likest thou one thing, Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures, treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. The last statement is what put a kink in this rich young ruler's, um, whatever he had on, put a kink in it. I turn with Matthew 19. Matthew 19. It's, 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 it's mandatory. If you want to understand this, you've got to follow what we're reading. I, I try to read it as clear as I can because you've got to follow what, whatever I preach is going to be just exactly what I'm reading. Uh, Matthew 19 and begin in verse 16. Matthew 19 and verse 16. He says, and behold, Matthew says, One came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal, I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which, which, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said to him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? What else do I need? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And this last statement is the one that gets him, and come and follow me. But the young man, but, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, 
Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now turn with me to Mark the 10th chapter. Mark the 10th chapter. Mark the 10th chapter and the 17th verse. It says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and thy mother. He answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, uh, in other words, Jesus loved him to the sense that he really felt sorry for him, one thing that thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And here it is. And come and take up the cross and follow me. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for those that came out today, Lord. Just pray that you'll go with them. And, Lord, I pray that you'll bless them. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Helpless young ruler. This man was in a helpless position. Now, I want you to think about who this man, who this man was. This man had everything. He was a young man to start with. He was a ruler among the Jews, a magistrate, a legalist, a very rich man, and a very lost man who was reprobated from the faith. Jesus knew all of that. Jesus knew everything about him. He knew, he knew all about him. That's the reason he, you're going to see why he questioned him the way he did. Well, we'll, we'll explain that to you. Being all the preceding, he still asked him, asked, what good thing shall I do to inherit eternal life? This is the language of a legalist. This is not the language of a saved person. This is not even the language of a poor lost person. This was the language of a legalist. What else do I need to do? And, and let me, let me, let me get this to you. The young man had religion, but he had legalist religion. He had much religion. Why? Because he called Jesus master or rabbi, which is the language of the Jewish synagogue. That was the language of the Jewish synagogue, you know, that anyone who was of importance... Uh, in religion was called master, and he knew that Jesus was very important in what he was there to do and why, why he was, why he was here on the earth. He, he knew about Christ. 
He knew who he was. He knew what he was. But Jesus knew all about him too. You have to understand that. He knew all about him. The language of the synagogue. He was a faithful worshiper of Judaism. He believed that he had everything he needed to go to paradise. Now they didn't teach about heaven. They taught about paradise. They did, they taught about where Father Abraham was. Father Abraham who was in paradise. The Jews were taught about paradise. Now, we had a preacher come here several years ago, and he made a statement during his message. He said that the Jews, the first time the Jews ever heard the gospel was when was in the bosom of, of, of Father Abraham, or Father Abraham's bosom. It was the first time they ever heard. Well, that's the reason, because Father Abraham was talking about paradise, and, that, and that's why that uh, all the Jewish religion was was centered around paradise, not heaven, but paradise, not not uh, not going anywhere else, but paradise. Everything was settled around that. So that's what that's that's that was the language of, of the Jewish synagogue. But he was very serious about what Jesus taught concerning redemption, being by grace and the mercy of God. Now, he knew what Jesus taught. He wouldn't have come to Jesus if he didn't know what Jesus taught. He knew that Jesus taught that there was something else there that a man needed in order to go to heaven. And and Jesus taught about grace, and he taught about uh, um, he taught about mercy, something that wasn't taught in the synagogue. Those things weren't taught. The grace wasn't taught in the synagogue. Mercy wasn't taught in the synagogue. That's the reason uh, I believe it was Brandon who asked me, uh, weren't, were the, weren't the Jews saved by grace? Well, they were in the sense of those who were truly saved. But no, these, these Jews here, those, those Jews at the, that were of the synagogue, they weren't taught about grace. They weren't taught about mercy. All they were taught about is you do everything you can. You keep the Ten Commandments. You keep all the commandments to the best of your ability, and you'll go and you'll go to paradise. And, that, and that's what they're taught in that. So now keep those keep those thoughts in mind. He probably should have said, should have asked Christ. He probably should have asked Christ, "What else do I need to do to inherit eternal life?" He didn't. He said, what must I do? Uh, he didn't ask what else I need to do uh, to, to inherit eternal life because he thought he had eternal life. Just like people today who aren't saved, but yet they think they have eternal life. Now, for some reason, something they've done in their life, they joined some religious organization, they have followed that religion, and so they think they have eternal life when there's a possibility they don't have eternal life, and they're not even saved. Uh, the Bible is so plain on that. If Jesus had said, give me a million dollars, what do you think that young man would have done? He would have given him a million dollars. Christ did not, Christ did not, uh, uh, did not take advantage of this young man. Christ knew him. If Christ had said, give me a million dollars, he would have given him a million dollars and went on happy. Oh, I've done everything I need to do now to get to paradise. I, I've done everything I need to do. He would have done it. He would have done it. 
he would have given anything to Jesus that Jesus had asked for. I heard a person say one time, I would give everything I have if I could just find happiness. And this man here would have given everything he had if he could just find happiness because he wasn't happy in what he what he had. Legalism does not make you happy. Legalism only makes you wonder, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do now? What is I need to do now? Do I, do I need to say ten Hail Marys? That's in the Catholic Church. Do, do, do I need to, do, do I need to put more money in the offering box? Well, what is it I need to do to be happy in my religion? What else do I need to do? Good master, you, you, you're doing things and, and you've got, you have happy people following you. What do, what do I need to do to get in that condition that you're talking about in, in, in your, in your speeches and, and, and the preaching that you do? This man was in the same condition, the one I was talking about that said he would give anything for this person, I should say, was in this, well, this rich man was in the same condition as that person that I talked about. This man was happy in his legalistic religion, but was very unhappy in his soul. Let me tell you, folks, you may be happy in your religion, but it's your soul that may suffer. It's your soul that may, that may bother you at night when you go to sleep or before you go to sleep. It, it, it's your soul that may bother you during the day when you start thinking about death and dying and, and where people are going to go. It's your soul that will suffer as a result of that. So this, this man was very unhappy in his soul. Now, if we're to understand this helpless young ruler, we must see what did he lack, and this is going to be interesting to you now, what did he lack to be truly saved? What did he lack to be truly saved? Well, it was Jesus who told the legalists of his day, he said, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5 and verse 20. Now what did Jesus mean by that? What if Jesus came to you and he said, except your righteousness shall exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees. You know, you've heard me say many times that there's none of us serve the Lord like the scribes and Pharisees did. They were in church every time the doors was open. Or they were in the synagogue every time the doors were open. Every time they'd pass out, pass, I'm just paraphrasing now. Every time they were ad living, they would pass the, the tray and they would put all the money in that they felt like the, the synagogue needed. And, and, and when somebody came up to say, you know, uh, are you an adulterer? No, I keep the Ten Commandments. I've kept all the Ten Commandments. I know all of them and I've kept them. I have, I have been, I have been truly a perfect legalist. I've done everything that I need to do. Well, that's the way this rich young man was. He had done everything he needed to do. And he, at least that's what he felt like. Now, what is it that exceeds the religion of the scribes and Pharisees? Who can answer this question this afternoon? Can any of you answer this question this afternoon? 
What does it mean to exceed the religion of the Pharisees? You say, well, I need to start coming to church more. That won't do it. You might say, I need to put more money in the box. That won't do it. You, you, you might say that uh, I need to do this, I need that. That won't do it. That's not what he's taught. That's not what he's referring to here. I doubt that any can give the correct answer as to what they need to do. This young ruler thought that he had the answer. He said, I've got the answer. And uh, this young ruler thought he had the answer, for he said, look at Luke 18. Let's go back, go, go over to the book of Luke. Look at Luke 18. That's the reason I read all of this. Uh, for those folks, I think Gary likes Arthur Pink. You know, Arthur Pink, uh, uh, he, he does a, a, a thing on, on the gospel. He's called the harmony of the gospel. In other words, he takes all the texts in there and he puts them all into one text in, in the book called the harmony of the gospel. And that way you get a, get an idea of what these people, what these people are like here. So, so Luke 18 and, uh, verse 19. Luke 18 and verse 19, he says, And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. You know, you know why he called him good? Because he was taught in the synagogue that someone like Christ, you'd have called him a master. You'd have called him rabbi because he was a religious person. And that's what they were taught in the synagogue. They, they were taught to, taught to say those things. Thou knowest the commandments. He says, thou knowest the commandments and, and do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these things have I kept from my youth up. Now what else do I need to do? How, how can, how can, I exceed that religion. How can I exceed that? What is it I need to do? Well, how, now, now look at Jesus' reply to him. Look at verse 22. What Jesus' reply to him was. Jesus replied to him, Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet likest thou one thing. Look at this. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And come and follow me. Jesus knew that he could tell him all day long what he needed to do. And he would, he would try to do it, but he would not do one thing. He wouldn't follow Jesus. He wasn't about to follow Jesus because he was weighted down with his money. He was weighted down with his, all of his buildings. He was weighted down with all of the stuff he possesses. So the fact is, he don't, he doesn't have time to follow the Lord. He would rather put all the money he can in the box. He would rather, he would rather come to church more often. If that, if that would just calm his conscience, calm his soul, he would rather do that. You know, you notice people with money, they would rather give money than go and follow Jesus. Because he knew to follow Jesus, he would have been a mockery 
in his rich neighborhood. He would have been a mockery. He said, I can't do that. I'm, I'm greater than that. Well, I heard a man say that one time. He said, I, I'm, I'm further up than getting out here and doing the things that some people do. That is, go knock on doors. Go witness to people. He said, I'm further up than that. That's over my head. That, that's under my head, I guess you could say. I know that I put a lot of money in the, uh, in, 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 uh, into the church. I do a lot of things. I do a lot of these things, and so that's all I need. That's all I need to do, you know. I don't need to get out here and knock on doors. I don't need to follow the footsteps of Jesus, as the song says. I don't need, that's, 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 that's beyond me. That's, that's just more than I need to do. I don't need to do that. I'm already rich. I'm, I'm already, I'm already got everything I need. I have kept the law to a T. I've done everything I need. So, I don't need to follow you. Well, look what he says here in the 20, in, in the 18, uh, in the 22nd verse, what he says in the 23rd verse. He says, and when he heard this, he was very sorrowful. Why? For he was very rich. He was very rich. Verse 24, and when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. I still haven't told you what he needs to do more. I still haven't answered that question. Well, we're going to answer it. If this pastor would do that, then there would be no more liars such as nice and Sapphire. You know, if I told you to give everything you got and you only give a part of it because you won't keep some of it for yourself, you'd become like a nice and sapphire. When the time came that they were supposed to give everything they got, they agreed to do that, give everything they got, but yet they lied about it when they put it in, and Peter knew they lied about it. And they lost their lives. They died right there and they was buried. And you know why? Because they were saved people. And Ice and Sapphire was saved for saved people, but they lied about what they had. You know, every time you short the Lord in your tithes and offerings, you're lying to Him. Every time you short the Lord in, in the things you're doing, you're lying to Him. I don't care who you are. You're lying to Him when you short Him. Because all He asks for is a tenth. And He asks us for an offering. But you're shorting him and you're lying to him just like Anias and Sapphire did when we done that. That's for a saved person. But I still hadn't told you what Jesus meant by this man. <clears throat> if, if, if we are to understand this helpless young ruler, we must see what did Jesus mean by his statement in verse 22 of the text. And here's what Jesus said. Yet likest thou one thing, Sell all that thou have, distribute to the poor, unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. Now just how important is it to follow Christ? 
How important is it to follow Christ and leave all others and all other things behind? You, you know what the Bible says. No man, no man has ever given up everything he had and followed Jesus as God did not bless him. Jesus said himself, No man hath forsaken father, mother, family. No man hath forsaken all these things and follow me and this blessed man. This man, that's where he gave you the clue. He said, Come and follow me. This man could not do it. He had to, he had, his feet was too deep in the world. His, his feet was buried in the world and he couldn't follow Jesus. He was stuck. He was stuck to this earth. He couldn't follow Jesus. He had things that reason. He, who's going to take care of all of my uh, finances? Who's going to take care of all of my business? I can't follow you, Lord. I cannot follow you. Now, just how important is it to follow Christ and leave all others and all other things behind? When Jesus saw how sorrow that made the rich young ruler, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. Let me tell you, folks, money, the love of money will keep you out of the kingdom of God. The love of money will keep you from wanting to follow Christ. Oh, you may be a member of a church. You may be a faithful member of a church. But if you've got money that keeps you from following Christ, or you want more money to keep you from following Christ, then, you know, um, this pastor here, and I, I'm not boasting, I won't tell you this right now. I gave up a lot of money to come to Georgia and preach to y'all. I sure did. I gave up a lot to come and preach to you folks. But yet, when I got here, I was telling Jessica... When I got here, a man met me on the plane, and he said, Will you go to work for me? And and I said, Well, no. He said, well, you, Can you go work Monday for me? I said, No. He said, Well, I tell you what, you go to Hilton Head, and you look it over. And he said, When you find your place up there, come back and let me know. He was going to move me to Hilton Head. Uh-huh. Well, if I, I went over there and that resort place was nice. And he even told me, he said, they're building some new condos over there. And he said, you can buy one of them right now for $29,000. He said, it's not even finished yet. And he said, I'll, he said, I'll even help you get it. Where did this pastor wind up at? I told him, I said, I can't do it. Ron and I went over there. We Neither one of us liked it. Neither one of us said we want to live over there. Becky's sitting back there saying, oh, wow, my goodness. <laughs> neither one of us wanted to live over there. And so I went back to him and I told him, I said, do you have any other place that I can go and work? He said, yeah, Vidalia, Georgia. But he said, there's not much out there. Huh? Huh? 
Yeah, that was more than the worst thing that ever happened to us. <laughs> now, let me tell you, he said there's not much out there, but he said, if you want to go out there, you can. Well, now, who all was out there? Sam was out here. I think you were in Pembroke at that time, probably. Because that's been 43 years ago. Care was out here. God help us, but Neil was out here. Deanna was out here. Billy Ray. Bubba wasn't even born. Katie. Yeah, Reggie was out here. Shelly went to school and started bringing somebody home. She brought Reggie home with her one time. <coughs> Jessica, I don't think Jessica probably wasn't born either. Stephanie was out here. I guess Winston's probably still in the Philippines. I don't know. Greg was out here. Maybe Gary. I don't know. Y'all all over 43 years old, aren't you? No, oh, now shake your head. Tell the truth. 47. You over 43, Gary? Yeah, yeah, you were out here. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. You look at the membership of this church right here, most of them are out here. Why Why do you think that we didn't stay at Hilton Head when we could have bought a condo on the ocean? Because you were out here and the Lord intended on sending me out here to preach to you. I don't know if you're glad I did or not, but but that's what he'd done. Now let's look at verses 25 through 30 of our text. He says, For it is easier, I want to clear these up, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye, a needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. You know what the needle's eye was? They, they had a draw, a draw, uh, uh, bridge. And when the cities, the, around the, when they had the cities fortified, they would drop that draw bridge down and there was a moat that that draw bridge went around and they would bring the camels in through that draw bridge. But that draw bridge had a little door in it. Door in it that you could open. Pretty good size door that you could open. And a small camel could get through it. But it would take a small camel to get through it. Most of the big camels, the big ones, had to have the drawbridge down so they could walk across the moat and get into the city. That's what he's referring to here. That's what he's talking about. He said, uh, yeah, said some rich people can get into the kingdom of God, but very few. And they that heard it said, Who then can be saved? 
And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left house or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time than the world to come, life everlasting. Then he took unto him the twelve and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto, un, unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked and, 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 and spitefully entreated and, and spitted upon, and they shall scourge him and put him to death, and the third day he shall rise again. He said, that's it right there. That's grace, that's mercy. That's grace, that's mercy. That's grace, that's mercy. So, if, if you if you still hold to legalism that you have to be in church for a certain length of time every year, and then you you have a right to miss, then you're in the wrong. Your soul, there's something wrong with your soul. All right, uh, let's uh, let's let's dismiss this part of the service, and we'll have our partial business meeting. and And I'm going to ask uh, uh, Brother Winston, you dismiss from this part.